0: Welcome to Quarantine Good, the show where we look at what you've been doing and we decide whether it's good or whether you're being held hostage by the world's circumstances. I'm
1: James Hamilton. I'm David Twitey, and we are the two guys who are going to be judging how you've been spending your time. And we have a, a really great guest
0: today. I'm a big fan. Oh, we
1: do? Yeah. Ah, oh, uh, damn. You didn't run this
0: past me. That I'm a big fan? <laughs>
1: I didn't wait. We got a good guest on this one. What the fuck? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I know. I, I'm just. I'm trying some new stuff. I'm just spitballing some new things. You know. All right. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, uh, let me, let's welcome uh, Natasha Van Blatt to the show.
2: Hello. Thank Na- you for having me.
1: Yeah, uh, Natasha. Uh, we're uh, big fans. you
2: well. One of you is.
1: Oh no! I'm also. I'm also a huge fan. I reacted like I that know. before I knew who our guest was. <laughs> <laughs> I make David live in utter secrecy <laughs> before about this you show. open that big curtain and and Natasha stepped out. Yeah, yeah.
2: I love the stage you guys have made for me. This is <laughs> the craftsmanship is incredible.
1: There are a lot of visual elements to this podcast. It comes up a lot. Yeah, the uh, the set budget for this was in. The five digits? Is that a thing <laughs> wow. <that? laughs> it's like that, that drill tweet about candles or it's like, I, I don't know how anyone gets a podcast off the ground. Look at my expenses. And it's like $150 for a microphone and then like $20,000 for a stage and, and set. Yes, that's that is the life that
0: we lead. We're mostly just building stages. We should maybe just do that as a business. Natasha, how has quarantine been treating you?
2: Um, Well, it's certainly been treating me. I certainly haven't been treating quarantine. I'll say that for sure. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, the surprises keep on coming. Um, Yeah, you know, I want to say something new, but I feel like everyone feels the same, which is like every day is a fresh hell. Yeah. Well. But not so bad. It's like a hell of monotony. Um, but also, uh, well, I, maybe I shouldn't say it's a fresh hell because that's not entirely true. I'm just very bored a lot of the time.
1: It's a stale hell, which is yeah. arguably even worse.
2: <laughs> that's Yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: Uh I forget I forget who said this but this is this isn't an original thought. I don't have many of those. But like the it, it's like you'll sort of like feel fine for like a day or two and then like all of a sudden it's like holy shit I've never felt this bad before and there's not necessarily a triggering event for it.
2: You know what I you saying that David made me think I wonder if now men have a better understanding what it's like to be on your period because it's like <laughs> Uh, two weeks prior you're like i feel crazy and i don't really know why because last (laughs) week i felt perfectly fine yeah and then a week later you're like a little better but still weird and then you're on your period and you feel insane and then after and it's just like it's it's also hard to predict you always feel like you know but then the weeks change and that's uh, basically we're all on our period
0: pmsing i I think one of the most accurate descriptions of what's going on in the world right now is to say that the world is on its period.
2: (laughs) Or certainly somewhere in its cycle, certainly menstruating. The world is menstruating
1: (laughs) for sure. Oh my God. Yeah. Earth's on the rag again. Uh, (laughs) Goddamn. Yeah. I mean, like I, I remember um, I I read this daily beast article that was like, it came out like, I think it was within the first month of, uh, of the pandemic. But uh, it talked about how, like, there were people who have like depression and anxiety disorders who like feel better during the court. And I mean, I'd love to check in with them now and see how they're doing. But like, uh, but part of it is just that like, if you have like anxiety or depression, and then suddenly there's like a good reason that feels a little better. Maybe like, oh, okay, (laughs) man, why do I feel so shitty? Oh yeah, the world is on the rag. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Or it's like I was right all along. You know,
1: I
0: had uh, one of the most quarantine days of all of quarantine with Natasha, um, which is that on the day that Joe Biden was elected president, uh, everyone in Brooklyn was out celebrating going absolutely bananas in the street because, you know, any any news that's not bad at this point is considered uh great and so people were going bananas in the street and we'd planned well ahead of time uh for natasha me and another friend to ride the ferry to staten island to get dairy queen (laughs) so we went to the one place in new york city that was not excited about the world's events
1: Uh, (laughs) wait in honor of joe biden you were going to get uh ice cream is no
0: we had already been planning to do
1: this oh okay but it was just on the day it does feel appropriate though yeah it was nuts it was (laughs) we rented we rented a classic corvette and drove to dairy queen in honor of the new president joe robinette (laughs) biden (laughs) (laughs) natasha You wanted to talk about something that David
0: and I have mentioned before. So I'm excited that you're bringing this to the show. Tell us the thing that you've gotten very into during quarantine.
2: So the thing I've gotten very into is watching movies from the Criterion Collection. So anything that's old and beloved and respected and revered by the cinema community, I guess, um, I've been watching it.
1: You is you got the app? You're on the Criterion channel?
2: No, I don't. I oh, mean, oh wow, I, you're,
1: you're getting physical copies?
2: No, no, not even. <laughs> um, I'm just watching it on HBO Max. They have a bunch of oh, okay. Criterion movies on there. Oh. Yeah. Does that change? Does that change everything for you guys? That I'm not using? Yeah, the this app? is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell there was. I get to see your faces, and there was a bit concern. I saw it flash behind your eyes.
0: Well, I I think this just speaks to the Criterion Collection Mm. as a whole, that they're just sharing the good stuff out there. They're like, HBO, yeah, you can have some of this. When everybody else, when they make an app, they're, you know, like Disney's just like, you cannot mention these shows. You cannot put a picture of these shows anywhere else. We own the exclusive rights to what is happening here. So you have not paid extra to get the... Access the Criterion collection on their app, you are just moving through Criterion specific movies on HBO Max. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. I bet some of them honestly probably aren't even in the Criterion collection.
1: <laughs> the, H- the HBO people are just like, oh, this looks like something that a nerd likes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Slap a little Criterion logo on them. There's, they're mostly the, f- it's like Janus Films or whatever yeah. is a production company or something. So.
0: Oh, uh, when that pops up on the screen, you know, you know, good. you're you watching know. some shit, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you just you just got to sit. You just got to buckle up.
2: So, you got to sit.
1: You got to sit because usually I watch movies. standing <laughs> up, And when it's a Janice film, I'll sit down. I'll stop <laughs> exercising feverishly. <laughs> usually I'm just doing sit ups the entire time. Uh. Uh, yeah. So, what's your? Do you like have a genre, or are you just are you uh, just riding the crest of that wave? Like, are you watching like art movies, or like old uh, like black and white movies, or what are we talking here?
2: It's a total <laughs> mix, and I can't take full credit for it. So, my husband has been watching. The Criterion's YouTube channel has a web series where it's like directors will go into the Criterion Mm -hmm. vault and pick out their favorite films. And so he's been watching that like a maniac and will be like, okay, this is the suggestion for today, you know. And so basically that's how we have like figured out our cue. So if it's mentioned on the Criterion web series by a performer, director, whatever that we like, then we see if HBO Max has it and then we add it, and then we watch it. Many steps.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is a complicated viewing, oh, but yeah. I, <laughs> I I respect it. Uh, Indiana
2: Jones style, you know? Yeah, you go going... <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. Lost Ark.
1: Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark.
2: That's another Criterion, one that I think is Criterion, again.
1: Oh, my God, the HBO Nazis be pranking have pranking a hold of the Gark. <laughs> <laughs> So what is an example
0: of a movie that you would be watching? Or or what is an example of a movie that you've watched through this process?
2: Yeah. um, Well, the one I'm like, I remember that we feeding Raul. Is that one? Mm. Um, Wait, is that a real one? That one was bad. We stopped watching that one.
0: Sounds artsy. Um, it, yeah, eating Raul, I'm sorry, I think oh, okay. is what it's called. Eating. <laughs> now we're talking.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's eating Raul. It's definitely eating Raul, which makes huh. the most sense because they eat Raul in the movie. <laughs> <So, laughs>
1: You're very confused by that title. <laughs> feeding
2: Raul doesn't track. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. Raul gets pranked. He's told he's going to be fed and he's actually eaten.
1: Is that, is that really what that movie is?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it, The premise I loved, and it's just unfortunately... And it was in the collection, so I was like, okay, it's going to be good. Uh, the premise is it's this uh, couple, and they're they're prudes, and they live in L.A., and all they want to do is run their own restaurant. And I think it takes place in the 90s? I don't know. When, when was swinging really big? When was everyone, when, when was like key parties, when was that kind of on the rise? Probably not the 90s, 70s?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that feels like the 70s to me.
2: Okay, it's a 1992 movie. You, no, 82. <laughs> okay, se- so 70. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So- Instead, of, they knew in 1982, they're like, I think swinging's going to have a moment in 10 years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. This
1: will be an incisive portrait of that community that is going to exist eventually.
2: <laughs> so basically, they decide, and it's very hard for them to find money to fund this restaurant. Um, so what they do is they... Set up a pretend like dominatrix service, and these um, swingers come to be dominated, and then they chop them up, and then they cook them, and they take their money.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That rocks. That sounds yeah, really good. Yeah. It's like
2: a really wild and fun premise, but the act, the acting's just kind of nuts. Like it's intentionally nuts, but it was just, I would be curious to see what you guys think.
1: Okay. I have a
0: problem with things that are intentionally bad
2: i mean i don't think it's intentionally bad but it's definitely very like stylized and very campy
0: yeah so i would put campy kind of under the umbrella of intentionally bad where they're (laughs) you know like when you watch not a film noir but like if you watch a film something that is an ode to a film noir something that was made in like 2007 by someone who's like oh, I love that genre. You're, I'm like just, this is
1: intentionally Are you just specifically talking about the Robert Rodriguez movie Sin City?
2: <laughs> yeah Kind of. Anytime that, time came that up.
1: there's the movie Sin City I'm like Ugh <laughs>
2: So stylized, yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw that in theaters and I was like, me Holy too. holy shit, that was a fucking movie. But like I think if I watched it now I'd be like, This sucks. It does have one of the greatest line reads of all time. Like everything that Clive Owen says in that movie is just such a choice. Like there's a part where he goes there's like a very serious part and he goes, Damn it, gal, not right <laughs> now. And I like it that is probably the most memorable part of that movie to me.
0: Well, I feel like that says so much.
2: Yeah, it really um, does. But, okay, so that's one that we didn't like. But we've been watching a lot of, like, Ingmar Bergman stuff that has mm. been great. I thought maybe I wouldn't like it, and I love every single one.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. <sighs> I I uh, watched uh, The Seventh Seal um, a couple months ago. I actually... I, I, um, I mean, not to pull rank on you, Natasha, Please. but I actually subscribed to the Criterion channel oh like back God. at the beginning of uh, of uh, the quarantine. So, like, I'm getting the straight shit. Wow! <laughs> I don't know if that- he's mainlining this stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: You have to call David. You have to
0: call him Mr. Twighty for the rest of the show. Yeah. It's, okay. uh,
1: Professor Twighty, if, if possible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or just the prof.
2: <laughs> okay. I like all the options. I do yeah. appreciate that. Yeah.
1: But I like there were a couple of those movies that I watched when I was in college cuz I was like this was back when uh, when I had the the you know the Netflix the original shit where they would send you the envelope or whatever, mm-hmm. and that was a great way mm-hmm. to watch a lot of those movies because it's just like Seventh Samurai, Seventh Samurai. Is here, am I in the mood to watch this right now? Not really, but guess what, motherfucker? That's what you got. So, like, I would end up watching that stuff, but I like I definitely didn't really get bergman at that point i think and now revisiting it it's so good the other one that i watched was um the virgin spring did you watch did you see that one
2: both of those i haven't seen
1: uh yeah virgin spring is great and it's another one that's like a medieval drama or whatever and just like not not something that's easy to sell someone on Uh it's like oh yeah it's great it's a rape revenge movie set in like western europe in the 1400s or whatever but it yeah it really kicks ass Yeah So Natasha here's what I'm interested about in this
0: in this activity that you've undertaken Mhm I feel like the people that we've spoken to and certainly my experience is that we are watching worse things are our tastes have gone in the opposite direction and it seems that your tastes perhaps maybe you watch these types of movies all the time but it seems like you have intentionally started watching the classics the best movies
2: yeah i'm only i'm in fact i said quarantine was a fresh hell, but i'm only thriving I'm only getting better as a person. Holy
1: shit! Okay. Oh wow! Okay.
2: Yeah, I guess I'm more of a liar now, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I've been getting into dishonesty uh, and art films. I was working on. I was the one who actually came up with the vaccine.
2: Uh... (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I think it's because it doesn't make me feel good to watch bad stuff mm. like it makes me feel bad and where before before quarantine if i was running around all day all i wanted to do at the end of the day was kind of turn my brain off so i would watch like an episode of the bachelor or some kind of like dumb reality you know, kind of trashy stuff that helped me not to think. And now there's not enough. I think there's just not enough stimulus in my day. So the last thing I want is just to watch trash. I want to watch something that's beautiful and really well done.
0: So I have a I have a personal question as a follow up to this. Sure. So background here is that you you are married. Mm hmm. And you live with your still
2: i have married all through quarantine still married. all
0: through quarantine you've made it and you live with your husband
2: i still live with him Yeah,
0: still live with them <laughs> um two for two two for two <laughs> things are going well bad in a thousand how do, do you feel that part of watching these movies how much do you think that it has to do with the fact that it is perhaps in a relationship undertaking 100%. that it is like we have actual substance to talk about where if you were maybe by yourself, you'd want to watch like garbage because you could turn your brain off or something. But now you have something that has substance that you all are able to like talk about together and take apart.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to give him all the credit, but definitely I'm watching better things because we are spending more time watching stuff together.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I definitely feel that like just having another person there, uh, makes you actually pay attention to the movie, too, for me. Like, that's a huge part of it, because I've, like, finger quotes, watched a bunch of things on Criterion, uh, where I'm just, like, some of them move kind of slow, and I'll just, like, all of my stuff is in my room, and it's very easy to get distracted in the first half hour or whatever. So I watched, like, Picnic at Hanging Rock, and I was like, oh, this is, like, a very odd, cool movie, but also didn't it did not super keep my attention for like the first half hour. So then by the time that I was paying attention again, I was like, wait, what what's going on? And I feel like that has happened kind of a lot. Like the, the number of these movies that I've actually been able to like buckle down and watch with my eyeballs has been pretty slim.
2: Yeah, I think having, I mean, having someone else to watch it with is... Part of the, it it feels, I guess, because we started doing it during quarantine, but it feels like it's part of the whole experience, you know?
0: I feel like I've had exactly the opposite experience with my partner. Because I feel like when we used to watch things pre-pandemic, it was rare enough that we would be choosy in what we were watching. We'd be like, oh, we only really watch TV like once a week, maybe Mm -hmm. twice a week so we got to be deliberate with the thing that we're watching and now we will undertake projects we will be like we're gonna watch a bunch of denzel washington movies Or <laughs> Listen,
1: i like that <laughs> natasha's like getting into ingmar bergman and you're like N- now that i have all this time with my girlfriend i could watch uh every Avengers movie. Yeah, you know yeah. What that's been. what happened is we watched all of the Marvel movies
2: oh, in boy. release
1: order. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, that's quite a project.
0: It, I mean, and it was a project, but mm-hmm. it's, it, is an, it is a thing that we would have had zero interest in doing beforehand. And David, I mean, David knows we've talked about this on past episodes. Like now we're, we, we've been trying to watch the X-Men in release order, but we had to stop. It was too bad. We just had to stop. <laughs>
1: Yeah. How far did you make it again?
0: I think we, in a previous episode, we talked about how bad uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine was. (laughs) And I think we made it like one more movie after that. We made it to the one that uh, is like X-Men First Class that when I read, everyone was like, this is the best one. This is so good. This is about how Magneto and Professor X uh, came to be, and they're going to be young. It's really good, and it was really high-rated and all <laughs> stuff, and I watched it, and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> I was like, this is so
1: bad. I was like, if this is the best you got, I'm out. I can't do it i love the hollywood shit with that where they're like you know what the problem with these movies is is that professor x isn't hot (laughs) can we make him young and sexy and that's
0: what some of these criterion collection movies are missing is (laughs) professor x
2: young professor professor
1: x X. (laughs) they need a a hot guy who can read your mind that's true
2: i haven't come across that yet that's true.
1: Has there, has there been any other stuff that you've watched on there that you were, like, really not expecting to get into that you, that you ended up really enjoying?
2: Um, yes. Um, th- we've been watching, like, a lot of um, Antonioni stuff. Um, the guy who did, like, La Ventura and Red Desert. Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: No? I, don't, I don't know. Do you
2: know
1: him this guy? Uh, yeah. Maybe oh, he's not I a
2: Criterion mean, guy, but I think he's a Criterion guy.
1: But he sounds like it. I mean, just yeah, right? and, based on just Antonioni. Antonioni?
2: Yeah. I think so. I like, like that
1: the some listeners are listening right
0: now, and one of us sounds not smart. It's either that you've mislabeled this mis- person as a uh-huh. criterion, which is not likely, or it's me and David and the Just loaded <laughs> pregnant pause that came after you said the name
1: <laughs> where we Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Oh uh, yeah. yeah. The, like- blow up, he did blow up. That's probably oh, the okay. one you've heard of the most, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's his like a in- yeah, his English language one, but the other ones are Italian. The thing
0: about the criterion collection that I have experienced that is kind of like all of these other streaming platforms is that there is a gamble in what you're watching. It's just a different gamble. Cause when you're watching, when you take a gamble on watching something new on Netflix, you are, Potentially watching something that's the stupidest thing that you've ever seen in your life right that, like was so poorly conceived of <laughs> that They were just like it's very visibly wasn't even like pitched to somebody They were just like I don't just take a camera out and figure out what you're doing uh-huh. in real time, you know But the criterion collection is like you're taking a gamble that you're gonna watch something that is so slow in pace <laughs> that takes so long to develop and is so difficult
1: to follow. So, something, <laughs> like in, in, with like regular streaming services, the gamble is that you won't like something. With Criterion, the gamble is that you won't like it and you'll be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, you'll feel bad. You can't feel superior, because in Netflix you can just make fun of it, but this is like, this is indicative <laughs> of my bad taste, not Netflix's bad taste, right? Yes. There was one that we saw recently that we stopped, but we're probably going to come back to it, but it was insane. Uh, Tampopo. Have you guys heard of that one? It's like this Japanese movie that there's just a lot of, there's just like a lot of food porn in it. But like, Mm. it's, I mean, it, it, I now as I talk about it I'm like yeah we got to finish it cuz it was just so nuts but halfway through we were like what's the plot of this besides them just going into various hotel rooms and just like eating food off of each other That was off like the of whole the, off yeah, of each other off of each other So
1: it's like sexual too?
2: It's sexual too but there's also like just like the premise is this woman wants to learn how to make the best ramen Uh, But then there's, like, this other couple that I guess what it's leading to is, like, so they're these ultimate foodies. And so what they do is, like, they just love food and love having sex while eating food. And I guess— Right. So in a way, very relatable. Um, But they I guess I guess what the film is leading to. But we're like an hour and a half in at this point is that those two storylines will merge. Perhaps they'll go to the ramen place once she's finally good. And they'll be like, oh, my God, we have to have sex here, (laughs) I guess.
1: Wow. I mean, if that's the payoff that you're hoping for. That still doesn't. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of movie there. <laughs> but again, it's
2: Criterion, maybe. It's my knockoff Criterion collection.
1: It's like uh, the the Criterion channel is like pretty daunting to browse, and I don't know yes. how anyone would get beyond like the handful of movies that they already know about without like pulling up like a vulture list or something like that. Because because uh, when you're going through it, it's just like okay genre doesn't really tell me anything about this because whatever it is it's going to be a version of that that might not be that straightforward so it's like okay this is a western oh it's jim jarmish's dead man it's not like it's not the the same kind of shit and i i have a lot of i have a lot of trouble when i'm using the like the the app to like just find something and usually what'll end up happening is i'll end up watching like either an old noir from the 30s or 40s because i know i know what i'm getting into there uh something that's like kurosawa or like they have all of the godzilla movies and i've watched a (laughs) bunch of those now too which is probably not what people assume you're talking about when you're like, I've been watching a lot of Criterion movies lately. Yeah. But they have all the original Godzilla, uh, King of Monsters, and all that shit.
2: I feel like the way the Criterion Collection should do it is the way Netflix used to do it, where it's like you just sign up and they're like, we're just going to send you one DVD. And that's the thing you watch.
1: Yeah. I would we love just, that. We have one movie at a time. Yep. Use it or lose it. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you're joking but that sounds great to me. Doesn't it? Point. I, I'm not oh, joking.
2: Yeah. To be just told? Yeah.
1: At this point we're, we're describing the the Turner Classic movie <laughs> network. I mean. yeah. where like, <laughs> we're, we're gonna going show going you one back. movie right now. <laughs> Why what about what if there was a streaming service where they're always showing something and I just have to watch whatever that is? <laughs> <laughs> they could fund it with ads, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> they, could have, they, like, they could take a they the... could
0: take a little break every like, you know, eight <laughs> to ten minutes. They could show us an ad. That's how they'll make money. It's fine. Uh, well, I think this is interesting is that natasha said that we're going backwards Mm -hmm. and i want to just mark it here on this podcast cds are going to be back within two years at the latest two Um, years within two years i think it'll be sooner but i think Uh, okay (laughs) and tell us why cds will be back for exactly the reason that you're talking about vinyl has been back for a while because it is the alternative for people listening to spotify right? So they're just kind of like, oh, when I listen to vinyl, they say it sounds better, but i they're also talking about how it just makes you engage with the thing that you're listening to. Every couple of song, you know, every five-ish songs, you have to turn it over. Like you're actually listening and engaged with the thing that's going on. But it also does take a, a fair amount of work. Yeah. We all have a Not all of us, but there are a ton of CDs that exist out in the world. And And
2: I've been collecting them.
0: I've been collecting them. We all have ten to twenty thousand CDs just sitting in our bedroom right now,
1: right? Everybody,
0: <laughs> right? Everybody.
1: <laughs> no, I just. Think- I, do you think that the Columbia Record House is gonna make a comeback? That like, you can <laughs> sign up for a, then you get like thirteen CDs for a penny each, and then they just hound you to your grave.
2: <laughs>
0: what, yeah, is that? What was the catch of Columbia House? Because did either of you ever do Columbia House?
2: Is that the same thing? I don't know if it was Columbia House, but I remember my mom would get like a booklet, right, where you would circle. It's like here are the CDs I want, and then they would send you those CDs, Mm -hmm. and it was like a membership, a monthly membership.
1: It was basically the same, the same premise, but like the Columbia House, like they would, they had like this, they had like these introductory deals where it's like. You get, it would be insane shit where it's like you get 13 CDs and the first one is full price, but the next 12 are a penny each. But as a part of that, you sign up for like an annual subscription. And I feel like a lot of teens, like there was a, there was like a real hot window in like the early nineties for just teens maxing out their parents' credit cards, (laughs) signing up for that. Um, that, like that, that was slightly before my time. Like that probably was a thing when I was in like middle or high school, but, uh, but yeah, that like, I don't, I don't think I know anyone personally who actually, who actually did that. I do. I know, I I not max out their parents' credit card, but I know of two friends
0: growing up when I was in elementary school. I am remembering specifically that would get a ton of CDs through one of these subscription services I was unclear on how it was paid for other than the ads that I would see. So I thought that these things were all free. So I, you know, I, a friend is getting 13 CDs at a time and the ads that I'm seeing are telling me that they paid 13 total dollars for all of these. <laughs> and I was envious my whole life until we started talking about it right now where I'm just now realizing... The subscription payments.
1: <laughs> what do you think of this, uh, Natasha? Do you think that CDs are making a comeback, and if not, what what format would you like to see?
2: Well, I'm torn because I think on I think CDs are coming back, but just like as doorstops and as paperweights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're a really good thing to throw at someone yeah, you don't like. Yeah, exactly
2: and i also know i mean i feel like cassette tapes are already also kind of back i think they are which is why i'm like maybe cds will come back but there's something like cassette tapes are weirdly so bad that they're cool you know where cds are like almost too good to be cool if that makes sense they're this weird middle child where it's like vinyl is I, cool I agree, yeah the sound is better, and it's just got this like very retro kind of snooty vibe. Cassette tapes, yeah, are just so bad that they're cool. But yeah, CDs are weirdly in the middle. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think,
1: I think that that's true. I think that that's, I think that that really nails down my issue with it because. <laughs> Like, when you talk about, like, vinyl, you get so many other things out of that, beyond, like, everyone says that they sound better, which, whatever, I, I don't really feel that strongly one way or another, but, uh, vinyl, you also get that big, beautiful cover art, you get, like, it's so much more of, like, an item, like, you can frame like a a record sleeve and put it in your apartment and it'll like look nice. You can't do that with a CD. Like as a physical object, it's not like pleasurable in the same way as a record is, I don't think. And it is more convenient, but if convenience is the issue, then why are we dealing with like a physical thing at all?
0: Why, if, if you're looking for convenience, why not would you just go, why would you not go all the way to Spotify? Right. Yeah.
2: So, James, you're wrong, I think.
0: (laughs) But I feel like part of why I'm bringing this up is that I feel like the Criterion Collection is the CDs of streaming. No way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What? You All right. First of all, that is not why you brought that up.
0: You it's not. It's on not. On like, I, I just
1: landed on that. You're
0: correct. You are uh, <laughs> You both know me well enough to so know I just landed on that. But I
2: do appreciate the effort to be like, how can we weave this into the theme of the show?
0: Yeah, we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Okay, so let me try this. Let me try this down again. The Criterion Collection is the CDs of...
1: The streaming world. I can't even get through that in a quick way. Like it doesn't feel right. Just keep saying it until all the individual words lose their meaning. But I think the nature of streaming. Let me try this again.
2: (laughs) I love that this you're working so hard for premise that we're both like is wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I understand that it's wrong. I'm also just trying to create a little bit of tension here, you know?
2: (laughs) It's working. We're coming at you. Me and the prof, we're going to come at you.
0: (laughs) Here's my thing. Okay. This is actually my thing. The very nature of streaming is that it is supposed to be so convenient that you don't have to engage with anything. You're not actually thinking that hard about what you're watching. Everything is super convenient. And the thing about the Criterion Collection is that every part of it is supposed to be, like, very deliberate. And so the idea that you, like, have all of these great movies available to you, I think very rarely are people going to choose those very great movies because it kind of goes against the medium.
2: Oh, because it's... So you're saying if the movies were instead delivered in, like, a vinyl cover... These movies that
0: you're talking about, I'm like, wow, this would be very fun to go to a small Mm -hmm. like art house theater and watch these things at. Um, This would be very fun, you know, to project on someone's roof and watch with a couple of people because of the the experience would be so rich. But the nature that but streaming is almost something completely different than that
1: type of viewing experience for me. That's fair. You know what? I've come around on your CDs metaphor. Thank you so much. That really <laughs> yeah. means a lot. I'm think... not fully
2: there, but I definitely see what you're getting at.
1: Like you're combining convenience with something that is not supposed to be enjoyed conveniently. You're uh cuz yes. I mean like I I agree with that. Like uh, one of the best things about living in New York City during regular times is you can go to, like, the IFC theater and spend $18 to watch, like, some... Uh, like, I went and saw the original Suspiria there uh, mm. a couple years ago, and it was, like, one of the coolest experiences. Uh, and, like, and and that was, like, a really fun way to enjoy that movie. It's not the same when you're just, like, watching it in your apartment. Yeah, uh,
2: I guess it's, like, the difference between cinema and movies, right? Yeah,
1: yes. But it's not even that, it's like where, I mean, this is sort of what I was talking about before, where it's like, you you go on like a streaming service, you don't necessarily have a plan, you're like, I'm gonna see what looks good, which doesn't work at all with Criterion shit. And when I have actually just decided on something, and just like let her ride, uh, it has usually it's usually like been a positive experience for me, but it is very hard to just be scrolling through this wall of movies where I'm like, I don't know what any of these are and there are no like star ratings or anything to tell me. Can I just see what Roger Ebert says about this? next? To or <laughs> well, and I guess so that,
0: that brings us to the final section of the show, Natasha, which is we are going to place this on the board. I will I will start off the conversation by saying I will I will nominate the Criterion Collection as firmly in the good category. This does not feel quarantine good. Uh, it, I I question if if it is even a quarantine activity at all. Uh, it. Uh, <laughs> well, all <right. laughs>
2: I mean, I clearly it you. is by definition. I'm with
0: you. But uh, you know. It, it's it's such a high quality activity that I, I you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. Ma- it's almost like cor- it's quarantine bad it, in, a, <laughs> in, a way, in in a way in
1: a way yeah we're actually disappointed in you for not finding <laughs> something more stupid to do with your time
2: <laughs> well I mean I do I now that we now that we truly understand that the Criterion streaming service is CDs <laughs> <laughs> looking at it through that lens I agree it feels like now is not the time.
0: <laughs> Now's yeah. not the
2: time to be watching it.
0: Yeah. So I think the question that we come to here on the board, if, we're, if we all take a look here at the board.
1: This is going to be complicated to score based on everything that was just said here. Is this better than
0: doing yoga for three months? Is the Is watching the Criterion Collection movies pretty methodically moving through Better than doing yoga for three months straight. I,
2: hmm. Are you, uh, are you, I think it's, I would say that they're the equal. Am I allowed I would, to say that?
1: I think that yeah. it's pretty good. I think it's uh, pretty level, honestly, because they're both like sort of eating your vegetables type of activities. Um, the what what we ended up on uh, Natasha as the biggest strike against uh, doing I did yoga a lot for three months at the beginning of quarantine and then I stopped and there's uh, and I uh, that counts as part of it the part <laughs> where I stopped and now I just have like shame about the fact that I I wasn't able to keep that up so I I mean I would maybe put this even above that
0: yeah here's here's the moment of of truth for me, Natasha, mm-hmm. how many movies would you say you've watched?
2: Oh man. So many. Um, more than 10. More than 10.
0: More than 20?
2: No, maybe 20.
0: Maybe Okay. This, this is the tiebreaker for me because the catch with doing yoga for three months is that it was for three months. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't necessarily change your life. Very healthy activity, but it didn't necessarily change the the trajectory of your life. Yeah, yeah. Which is, 20 movies feels like Uh, the equivalent of three months.
1: Yeah, I I think these are pretty equal. I think it's pretty hard to find separate. I, I can't see any daylight between these two activities.
2: I would say the only reason to not put it at the top, top, top is because it's like, oh, maybe you should be watching these movies in a movie theater.
0: Yeah, right. But, would,
2: but what you can't but do. That would that uh, would yeah. be quarantine
0: bad because that would yes, be un, yeah, right. That would be
1: irresponsible. <laughs> right. I've been <laughs> been going to the IFC every day. Me <laughs>
0: and forty of my closest friends <laughs> have going been going to see.
1: Just packed screenings of a uh, Kurosawa movie. And I
0: don't know about when you're watching a movie, but I don't like my mouth or nose to
1: be covered when I'm watching the <laughs> movie.
2: Because then people can't hear you laugh. They can't
1: yeah, hear right. you laugh. They can't Those, hear you that's gasp. One- that's one big thing about uh, Criterion movies is you have to watch them in theaters because you really have to enjoy all those gut laughs with an audience around <laughs> Very you. Very
0: slapstick. Yeah, yeah.
1: When, when the eye gets sliced
0: open, you got to be able to <laughs> laugh with all your closest friends. <laughs> um, okay. I think we're saying that this is tied with doing a lot of yoga for three months. Mm-hmm. It certainly feels better than The Great British Baking Show.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, yeah. In fact, I would move that down. Oh. I think there's a lot of space between... I think yoga and Criterion should be basically kind of right at the tippy-top of good, and Last Dance at Great British Baking Show. There needs to be some space.
1: I agree. We, can, we, we haven't really reevaluated any of these as we've gone along, but those could probably stand to be moved down the board a little bit. Okay, so we feel pretty good about where we're putting this here. Uh
0: David, you feel you feel resolved.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel, uh, I I feel I feel good, I feel strong, I feel uh, a healthy sense of certitude about this.
0: Okay, yeah, I I, I feel the same way, Natasha. Congratulations! Uh, in terms of guests that we've brought on, this <laughs> is by far the best activity
1: that anyone has brought to Thank us. Thank you so much. Con- congratulations! You did something good.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, I was texting James. I gave him options. I was like, "Is either that or I've started eating dates a lot more." (laughs) That's my other quarantine activity, which I was eating when we started talking. Well, I mean, that's a
1: we'd be uh, we'd we'd be having a different conversation (laughs) then because we'd be. uh, I think that. We'd obviously be discussing whether that's better or worse than eating all those almonds. Yeah, because <laughs> David has eaten a lot of almonds
0: uh, over a over quarantine. That's for I, another I day. S- mm-hmm. I would say that eating dates is, in many ways, the criterion collection of foods. You know? <laughs> because dates, they keep you regular intestinally. You know?
2: Yeah, but they're like so sweet they're it's very sweet but it's like candy. the criterion
0: collection the criterion collection keeps you regular intellectually wow while also being pretty sweet
2: it makes me poop every time i watch a movie i poop <laughs> you take yeah, a brain yeah. shit yeah you take a, you take a guys, big old brain shit out of my shit. butthole i don't know what's going <laughs> on but i'm pooping out of my butthole as soon as every i a movie this has yeah.
1: been like, uh, this has been a, a mostly, uh, very, uh, PG episode of this podcast, <laughs> but it's gotten pretty gross like a couple of times. We, we well, we've just... got two
2: minutes. Yeah. We've only got two minutes to spare. Or no, that's how much we've been recording. We've got
1: The Earth is Having its <laughs> Period. Yes.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. We bookended it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, I... uh, Criterion, uh, uh, Within an arrow pointing to just the word dumperinos.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that is really we we've, we've captured Natasha's humor. It's been very it's been very smart. It's been very thoughtful, uh, but there was some period jokes and some poop jokes. Um, it's so
2: true. Wow, it really is. You nailed it.
0: Yeah. So if people were into uh, the thoughtfulness, bookended by some bodily humor natasha where else could people find you on the internet
2: probably on instagram is best at natasha Vainblot.
0: great uh we have more episodes with more people so uh we'll see you next time bye-bye quarantine good is part of the authentic podcast network please like and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts and tune in next week